The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You are so deserving of all the joy and juiciness you can stand. I'm Lisa McCourt of Joy School, and this is Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Let's do some joy. Hey there, beautiful Do Joy listeners. I hope you had a juicy, fabulous past week. I hope you're continuing to get so much out of your home play. Big, big hugs to those of you who write me about your experiences with the home play. That makes me so happy. I love you so much. And speaking of correspondence from listeners, that is how I connected with my amazing guest today. So thank you, precious listener Leslie, for that. I'm so excited to dig around in the fascinating topic of hypnosis with world-renowned clinical hypnotherapist Glenn Harold. He has books, countless best-selling audios out there helping people in myriad ways. He is a true world changer, uplifter of millions of lives through his work. We thank him for that. His raving fans include celebrities from Lindsay Lohan to Backstreet Boys and dozens in between, probably ones that I'm just not even cool enough to recognize. And he talks pretty too. Welcome, Glenn. Hello, Lisa. Nice to meet you. Doesn't he talk pretty? I love it. (laughs) So nice to be here with you today. London accent. I've never been able to shake it off. It was where I was born and bred and you kind of get stuck with it. I would not try to shake it off. It is delightful. (laughs) It suits you. Thank you. So to fill you in just a little bit, Glenn, what we do at Joy School, and the listeners to this podcast are part of that by extension, is we continuously spiral ever higher in our alignment with our true core essence, that part of us that is joy, is love, peace, that aspect that's within every one of us as our most true and enduring self. And the thing that keeps us from experiencing ourselves as that on a day-to-day basis is, of course, the beliefs that we've accumulated along this earth journey that form that tangly web of misconceptions 
and that's the web through which each of us is uniquely viewing the world and ourselves. So we do all kinds of processes to widen that individual keyhole that we're seeing the world through so that our quirks can rise and we can live the high vibration lives we're meant for. And in joy school world, it takes repetition of deliberate new practices and thought patterns just to counter all of that absolutely normal influence out there that would pull our vibration down. And it sounds to me like what you offer is this beautiful hack, this shortcut to vibration elevation by just getting in there and working directly with the subconscious mind. This is so exciting. I mean, I've been familiar with the concept of hypnosis, but I've never gotten to really dig around in all the nuances of how it works with someone so accomplished in this arena as yourself. Yeah, well, it's certainly that, um, you know, and a good analogy for that is if you think of an iceberg and you think of the tip of it above the surface, you know, that's very much the conscious mind. Uh, but, you know, beneath that is this huge resource we've got, the unconscious mind. And, you know, we hold all of our memories there. We store our talents, our gifts and... You know, we're, it's said that we're the only species on the planet that doesn't use all of our minds all of the time. So every other species, by and large, you know, it's a, not a complete and utter 100% of facts, but by and large, most other species use all of their brain all the time, you know, in, in every activity, but we don't. So through hypnotherapy, you can tap into this amazing resource and draw out these, you know, the genius part of us and the the talents that lie untouched and, you know, uh, you know, clear uh, karma and um, baggage and you know sabotage patterns that we all have run. You know, unless you had a really amazing childhood with two conscious parents that nurtured you through every stage of your development, you know, you're carrying stuff around like we all are, and um, so it's. It's quite an amazing thing. And for me, you know, just to give you a little bit of my backstory, yeah, we were talking before, I was born in London and, you know, I had had a very dysfunctional childhood. Grew up in a very um, violent, uh, messed up home. I used to run away from home when I was 12. I slept on the streets. I got kicked out of school when I was 15. So I was one of those that was set to fail, you know, and for a long period of time I did. You know, I was doing dead-end jobs like cab driving, Oh, the one thing that I did do is I learned to play the guitar. I was in a punk band in my teens because the angry, aggressive music spoke to me at the time. And so learning a mus- an instrument kind of gave me something positive in my life. And it was later on that I um, played my guitar in clubs and bars and made a living that way. So I kind of was hustling my way through life, but I knew I wanted to do something that had a meaning to it. I could never just do a job for the sake of, you know, a paycheck. And it was one night we I was sharing the bill with the stage hypnotist. And stage hypnotists are people that, um, what they do, they manipulate the audience with a certain type of hypnosis that's very controlling and manipulative. And then they take the subjects up on stage that are very compliant and uh, follow the suggestions very easily. And they're the stars of the show. And, you know, everyone's kind of familiar. They've seen those shows. and But that's not typical of what hypnosis really is because when you use hypnosis as a therapeutic tool, it's amazing. You can transform your life. And, you know, so when I saw this guy uh, using stage hypnosis, I, I was totally drawn to it. I had this epiphany moment. 
but I wanted to learn it for healing. You know, I wanted to fix myself because I completely lacked any confidence. I was flat broke all the time. You know, I was struggling my way through life. And I knew I had a lot of things to fix. So it was from there that I did a diploma course up in London with the British School of Clinical Hypnosis. And I loved it and I worked on it. And I was, and as I worked my way through the course, I started to use these tools to fix my own um, failure programming and the stuff that I was struggling from my childhood. And that was a massive turning point. From there on, you know, things got a little bit lighter and slowly a little bit more abundant. I started to mix in more positive circles and, you know, to the point, you know, where I've never really been off that. You know, once you get on that, when you start riding that wave, it never stops because it's, it tastes so sweet. You know, in Krishna consciousness, they call that higher vibrational stuff the nectar, the sweetness. And that's what it is. And, you know, so I've been on that path for like 30 odd years now. And, you know, I'm a million miles away from that little delinquent kid who used to get in loads of trouble. And, and I love it. I love, you know, having helped myself and, you know, been in a position to help other people. You know, it's, there's nothing more rewarding than that. So, yeah, it's been a tough journey, but a brilliant one as well. I love that. I love how you talked about the nectar, the sweetness, once you get that taste. Yes, that's what we always talk about, how we just spiral. It's never done, thank goodness. And and yeah, once you've had it, once you've touched awareness or, or however, you know, what, whatever yeah. your you know individual experience is of that, there's nothing more important to do with your time and effort and energies, okay. right? You just, you know that this is, this continual unfolding and blossoming is just what it's all about. It really is. It's that opportunity to awake in this lifetime, to awaken yes. and to really, um, you know, yeah, work through your karma, work through, you know, the, um, you know, heal wounds and that kind of thing and, and raise your consciousness and your vibration. And I was very fortunate because I had a moment, this epiphany, and I've talked about this before, where I was driving my minicab home from, from London at about four in the morning it was an empty wide road and I was driving down I wasn't thinking of anything and all of a sudden I had this massive like epiphany and I still don't fully understand it it was like 30 odd years ago but it was like this feeling of love and compassion just sort of came over me and you know I I kind of was brought up in a very sort of tough household and I never cried even as a kid but I had tears rolling down my cheeks and I just felt this love and this compassion you know, for myself and for, you know, everyone around me and humanity as a whole. And, and um, yeah, I just went home and tried to process it, make sense of what it was. And then the next day I, I had this huge thirst for knowledge. So I went to the local library and I started to look for books on spirituality and, um, you know, and I started off with these very sort of basic books, but they got me on the road. And then I discovered Louise Hay and mm -hmm. people like that, and then Eckhart Tolle and mm -hmm. Stuart Wilde. Uh, Greg Braden was another great one. And I just started reading, consuming all these books, you know, because when I left school, I was, you know, I was not up to scratch. I, you know, messed around in school. So I was kind of got this education from this experience. And I started to understand a lot more and I just had this huge thirst for knowledge. So I don't know what it was that hit me in the car at that time, but it was a blessing. It was such a gift. I got and goosebumps when you were describing that. I feel like everybody has that, that first moment that it really 
really got them. I remember yeah. I'd been doing spiritual studies for a really long time and thought I was all woke and all about it all. And, and I was on a bus because I was class mom for my oldest child's uh, room mom. And we were going to St. Augustine. So it was a bus full of fourth graders. And I was the room mom. And I was listening. I was taking a deep dive Eckhart Tolle course at the time. And I had it in my, you know, I was listening to it. And it just something, something like the all the, the, the crystals aligner of the pieces fell. It was just like this fractal huge whoosh through my body and I was different and I was never you know I'm, I'm bawling on this bus full of fourth graders and that that was an amazing trip to, to St. Augustine with all the fourth graders but it's just like once you have that first whoosh of yeah, it you just yeah. want more and more right it's almost like an awakening that happens within you you know some yeah. something activates and you're you suddenly see life through different eyes and you become you know a different you, you're more uh, you know compassionate to others and understanding and you know it, it was an amazing thing and um, yeah it's something I, I'd wish on everyone and you know so I think some people grow into it some people some souls incarnate on this planet and they've got that already they're already there you know very um, you know I've met people like that they've not had the struggles because they haven't needed needed it they, they were they were pretty conscious when they came in you know, for me, I needed to go through a lot of stuff. You found one of those five it. people on the planet that came in this time? Yeah. yeah. There's not loads of them, is there? Yeah. yeah, I think most of us go through this stuff. Yeah, it's, it's part of the journey, isn't it? But it's, uh, you know, it depends on your, everyone's journey is different, isn't it? And that's the fascinating thing, you know. But normally you find when people are awake and conscious and working on themselves, it's come from a place of adversity. Yeah. Because you learn those the biggest lessons from that, don't you? When you have the falls in life and you've got nothing, you know, you're struggling, you start to look for meaning. You know, yeah. what's it all about? You start waking up those and, those parts of the brain that we don't normally try to access except through the desperation of needing to access them. I loved how yeah. you mentioned that before. You said we're the only species that doesn't use our whole brain. It reminded me yeah. of one of my favorite movies. I hope you've seen this. If not, you'll have to go back and find it. It was called yeah. Phenomenon. It was John Travolta and it's like, I don't know, like maybe it was like early 90s. I can't remember how old it was, but he's got this, yeah. this do you know what I'm talking about? He's got this weird so. like brain brain issue. Like it, the 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 drama around it is, is a medical thing, but it makes his brain awaken and it shows like what what the human brain is actually capable of if everything were online. It's working at the same time. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? You know, there, there are uh, some great examples of that. You know, you hear stories of where a child will get trapped under a car and the mother will walk up to it and pick the car up. Not for a minute thinking this weighs half a ton. I can't do it. There's no doubt in her mind. She's just picking the car up, and we—it's that primal instinct. When you tap into that, there's so much power there, and you know that's where hypnotherapy is amazing because you can tap into that part of you, and you know, uh, you know these things that you're stuck with. I've worked with thousands of clients over the years, and you know, released these deep wounds and traumas sometimes very quickly and you know one session it doesn't work that way with everyone but it, it can happen and you can change literally change their whole course of their life and take away this this wound and trauma that's affecting them so much you know very quickly and easily and and that's the power of it it's so amazing and 
you know, I've no doubt if I hadn't done that work on myself, cleared all those failure programs, I would have, you know, God knows where I'd be, you know. Mm. But it was it was that blessing. So, yeah, I've got um, an absolute love for, you know, hypnotherapy and, you know, and also other modes of healing like shamanism I've you know explored that and spent time in that and um, and it's it's amazing what we can achieve when we're you know when we focus and we start to you know live a, a truly abundant happy life because in spite of the chaos and the what's going on in the world you can live in a your own you can create your own little bubble of love and you know a high vibrational life within that where you're living you know, by your own rules almost. Yeah, and it's and not it's, selfish because that's the only way that we can bring that energy to our inner circle and outer and beyond and beyond, yeah. right? It ripples out, doesn't it? It does. It ripples out to your friends, your family and people, you know, and like, you know, we're both doing work where we've, you know, we're helping other people with that and it's it's amazing. It's a great gift, isn't it? So yeah, by creating, you know, and yeah, working on your vibrational energy and creating more love and harmony in your life, that does have a, a ripple effect out to everyone around you and you know it's I, I've yeah it's a quite an amazing thing I it love really it is. it really is I love it too I want to understand okay so in joy school we uh, pay a lot of attention to initially becoming the observer of ourselves recognizing our default patterns so we can build that skill of interrupting them starting with an intellectual practice eventually becomes a felt experience that leads to creating new default patterns it sounds like with with what you do, we don't necessarily need that observer step so much. It seems like you can get in there even before someone has reached that level of self-awareness. So I'm wondering, does it help if a client has self-awareness or is it just not even part of the deal? Um, I mean, self-awareness is always good, isn't it? You know, but if I work with a client one-to-one and they come in with a presenting symptom, I'd always look to where that came from, you know, what's at the heart of that? And it depends on their level of self-awareness. Sometimes, you know, if they've got a lot of self-awareness, they've, they've kind of got an idea themselves. They know where it's coming from, what the root cause is, but they, they can't actually get to it themselves. They can't fix it. You know, on the other side of the coin, you get people who come in who have no awareness at all. They just know that they, they're having anxiety attacks, you know, for no reason. They think it's for no reason. And, um, you know, so my work is to, you know, work with them, get them into a very relaxed state where they're switched off. Their mind is very calm. They've gone from, you know, beta down to alpha or the theta state. And then I work with their unconscious mind to get to the heart of that problem. And, you know, whatever it is, it's, you know, more many times it's a child, childhood wound that they're still running from. And it's almost like a program in the back of your unconscious mind that you've long forgotten about is out of your conscious awareness, but it's still impacting you. You're still running on that old program and you don't always realize that's what it is. So, yeah, hypnotherapy is amazing at getting in there and changing that, that old wound. And Does the client have to become it. aware of what the original incident was or can you heal it without them being aware of what the original Sometimes was? both. I mean, more often than not, you'd need to take their awareness to that wound and, and, and you explore it from an adult perspective and change the um, associated emotions with the memory and... There's a number of techniques to do that. 
but sometimes you don't always need to actually uh, you know take them into that you know I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example and uh, you know there was a client I saw once so it was a husband and wife who had uh, a chronic fear of flying and it got so bad they'd get to the airport and the husband would have a panic attack and they'd have to go home he just couldn't get on the plane and so she came to see me and um, you know I worked with her and you know I felt it was a good session she would be okay because they were flying off to Thailand on their honeymoon or at least they booked it but they weren't sure they were going to get on the plane and I thought well you know it's all well and good getting her over it but he was the court he'd kind of given her the uh, the fear because she'd flown with him a number of times so he came along and he was very um, resistant. You know, he didn't like the idea of hypnotherapy, but he'd been sort of coaxed there by his wife. And he sort of sat in front of me, arms crossed, and he was like, come on then, mate, hypnotise me. <laughs> and oh, I got my work cut out. But it turned out he was actually a really good subject. And some clients, you can say a few words to, and they go into the deepest level of hypnosis, you know, and he was one of those. So they call him somnambulists. And... Um, so I got him into this trance and, you know, gave him all the suggestions that as soon as he got on the plane, he'd feel confident, he'd feel relaxed, he'd be, you know, in a, in a really good place. And, you know, at the end of it, I brought him back out, up out of the trance and he was a bit, wow, what happened there? You know, and he said, how long was... He said, I don't think I was hypnotised, you know, well, I'm not sure what you've done. And I said, well, how long do you think that lasted? And he said, well, it was five minutes. So I just closed my eyes for a minute. I said it was actually 40 minutes. And when he looked at the clock, it was like, oh, wow, you know, he couldn't believe it. And um, so they f they actually flew off to the Thailand. She sent me a postcard saying it was the greatest flight. He said he was laughing and joking on the flight. He was fine. And um, it was great, you know, so it was a perfect thing. And then I bumped into them about six months later. I bumped into her and she, she said to me, she said, you're not going to believe it. She said he's now doing parachute jumps. Oh, my God. What did you do to this man? <laughs> No, I just, I think his confidence level went so far as, oh, I can jump, now I can jump out of them. I just, so that was an example of somebody who was very resistant initially and didn't have any of this, this self-awareness that, you know, I got to the heart of it, got to the bottom of it, changed the way that old program, changed the way he felt about being on a plane and, you know, having to, having to like want to control and it just works a treat. So that's kind of a, a sort of an example of, how you can change someone, uh, you know, who's got a really lifelong, you know, stuck program, stuck problem. Yeah, because I think we have a tendency to to think, oh, if I could only change that one thing out there, that one thorn in my side, and we don't realize that if the vibration stays the same, then whatever we've attracted out there that we don't like, even if we vanquish it somehow, that vibration in us is just going to pull in yeah. some other circumstance that feels just like it. The thing out there isn't exactly. the problem, right? So you, exactly. it feels like you go in and yeah. change the frequency that, that attracted that, that problem to begin with. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, late as my career went on, that was more the way I worked, you know, on energetic and frequency. And, you know, my, my recordings that I make now that I put out tend to have more of, much more of that element, talking about the energy behind the, the issue and, uh, you know, encouraging the listener to, to let go of that, release whatever it is, because that takes them to that place. And sometimes it draws up memories. You know, people have had reactions where they can get tearful at those times and, you know, feel a bit out of control again. 
but I always explain it's a temporary thing. You know, you're exploring the old wound and you're processing it now. You, for the first time, you're able to process it. And you do, like you said, you change the vibration of it, the frequency, and so you're not matching that up again. You know, yeah. it's it's a different, yeah, that's the, that's the crux, the real deep healing, isn't it? Changing the frequency. Yeah, because I think that like when I'm working with someone new, one of the things they struggle with is understanding the nature of triggers, how it's never really about that thing that just happened in the present moment. The emotional response yeah. that we have to that thing is based on a file that's stored in there somewhere. And yeah. do your clients balk at that? Because I think a lot of people first coming into this kind of work want to say, no, it's because my boss is an ass. You know, it's not because yeah, of anything yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard as a therapist. You've got the skilled approach is to get them to see that without, you know, them feeling like oh it's, it's my fault you know there's an art to that isn't there but it is it's true you know you can nothing in the world can trigger you if you've resolved that wound inside you're only being triggered by something that's within you still that's unresolved and that's that's a powerful awakening isn't it you know you've had that I've had that at some point and we realize and then you so then you look inside and what is it about this situation that's making me angry or you know, making me sad or whatever it is. And that's the place from healing, you know, that's where the healing really starts. Yeah. And um, yeah, I've always loved that. Because I, I, for a long time, I felt like a complete victim. You know, I was, I felt, you know, it was a, having a, such a, you know, crap childhood was the reason that I was struggling. I couldn't, you know, make a, get anywhere in life, you know. So I was in a victim state for a long time. But once I broke out of that and started to take responsibility, that's when life started to change a lot and you know and do the the work the inner work there's no shortcut for that yeah how does the law of attraction play into the work you do the law of attraction is something that I'm a massive fan of you know I, I really you know wanted to the one thing you know when I was kind of 30 and I saw that stage hypnotist and I started doing the course you know, the one thing I wanted to do was create a much more abundant life because I've been, you know, I've been driving old bangers around, you know, cars that were always breaking down. I was living in really tough parts, of, horrible parts of South London. And I wanted out of that. I wanted something different. And um, so when I discovered the law of attraction, I immersed myself in it. And literally at the time, I would meditate for an hour projecting out these goals out into the universe you know I wanted to have an Aston Martin I wanted to have a villa in Florida I wanted to have a big million pound house in England at the time and I used to visualize and, and imagine I was driving the car and there was one time when I actually got this picture of an Aston Martin put it on my screen and I used to imagine I was sitting in it you know I could feel the steering wheel and I put my foot on the gas and the engine would roar and you know I was, felt like I was James Bond all that you know I was really <laughs> deep in it and it must have been with it was within 10 years I was driving up to a place called Birmingham to to buy that car and the day I went up there it that picture came back I saw it in my computer by chance and it reminded me of all the work that I'd done 10 years ago and you know this was at a time when I was totally broke I had no nothing going for me at the time but I, I overrid all that I overrode my uh, actual circumstances and I projected out all these goals and and I know that's what manifested it I ended up with a place in Florida the big house and all that and it was it came from that the law of attraction. I just, 
I used to do it um, in the bath because I read that if you project out when you're in water, it's more powerful. So I used to, you know, sorry for putting this image in people's minds now. <laughs> I used to visualize, you know, these things when I was in the bath and when I was driving, I turned the radio off and I started, you know, I'm always in the right place at the right time. Abundance comes freely and naturally to me. I was doing these mantras, these meditation, these um, affirmations. And I just lived and breathed it for a few years. And, you know, slowly I started to get these little breaks. Opportunities came along and, you know, I started to find that, you know, life was changing because I'd changed the vibration from within me and the external world matched that. And I'd meet the right people at the right time and get these little opportunities that got bigger and bigger over time. And it was, it was amazing. So now, you know, I've gone from that place to, you know, a place of abundance. I love teaching that, you know, and I've got a law of attraction recording that, you know, is um, always gets lovely feedback. And yeah, it's great because anyone can do that. You know, I was a kid that was ill-educated and came out and, you know, there's there's done okay, you know, so anyone can do it. You've just got to do that inner work. And a good analogy for that is if you wanted to build a really fit, healthy, lean body, you'd work out three or four times a week. You know, you'd apply, you know, put, give it a lot of energy and attention. And the mind is the same. It's the same with the law of attraction. You know, you need to be crystal clear about what you want to achieve and have a list of goals and, and work on them, do things every day to work on them. And at the same time, another important part of that is to work on clearing any failure programming. You know, getting rid of these old wounds and traumas and sabotage patterns that often stop us getting there. And a good example of that is that when I started on that path, I had a therapy session. I think I was sharing, I was exchanging a hypnotherapy session with another hypnotherapist. And in the therapy session, it came up, I had this fear of money. And I didn't understand where it came from, but he regressed me back into it. And suddenly I was back as a five-year-old revisiting this memory where my parents were screaming at each other, having a massive row. And my dad ripped up some money and threw it at my mum. And I was there as a five-year-old just watching this and learning very quickly that money causes arguments. And it was only in this therapy session that I, that came up. And I remembered it, otherwise it would have carried on ticking over in my unconscious mind and I would have sabotaged opportunities like I had done up to that point because I didn't want it, you know, it caused, it caused arguments as far as I was concerned. So, you know, that's a good example of how important that clearing work is along with the, the law of attraction and the, the manifestation and the affirmation work. You know, so I think it's very important to do both together. A lot of programs just teach you about you know, you can be abundant, you can do this and that, and you can, but if you've got these sabotage programs going, then you've got to clear them as well, otherwise it's not the whole deal. That's a great example. Do you hypnotize yourself? Yeah, I do, and, you know, talking about the uh, the law of attraction, mm -hmm. the way I got into that, you know, when I say meditation, I was kind of using self-hypnosis back in the, in the day, because... I would, you know, take myself down into that very relaxed state and, you know, through meditation or self-hypnosis, you kind of get into that same place. Meditation tends to be more visual and more uh, sensory and, you know, you're, 
it's a more of a visual journey where self-hypnosis is more a little bit more clinical where you're yeah maybe counting back from 10 to 1 to you know when you go into one you're going to go into a deeply relaxed state um, so it's different ways of getting there but essentially when you're in that state you're in a state of self-hypnosis where you're much more in your unconscious mind and from that space you're much easier it's much easier to project out your your goals and your uh, your affirmations and, and to visualize things because you're almost creating a, a program in your unconscious mind that, that stays there and you respond to at a later date so that's the key to hypnotherapy is taking on board those suggestions and really feeling them you know so on my recordings I always prime people to say that you know when you hear this uh, affirmation you resonate with it let every cell in your mind and body resonate with this affirmation so you're not just thinking it you're just feeling it you're, you're, you're engaging your feelings and that kind of supercharges it and um, yeah so I do use self-hypnosis I use it on my kids um, like your kids do oldest, it themselves well my oldest boy is now 34 and when I was when he was about six that's when I got into it and I used to uh, use self-hypnosis, you know, uh, sort of for for children to, you know, get him to help with his schoolwork and his examinations and 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 yeah, you you do short little bursts with children because their attention span's not always long. So you do, you know, I'm sure you know, you do very colourful visual stories with metaphors, that kind of thing. And I did a lot of work with that. And now Lee is uh, he's a full-time hypnotherapist as well now. He's followed that path. For a long time, he was an estate agent. He did really well, but yeah, it got to a point where he'd, uh, yeah, was just ready to to walk that path. He had enough life experience, and he loves it. He's he's and he's getting amazing results. So I, I don't tend to see too many clients these days. You know, kind of where at that point in my career. But anyone who wants to see me, I pass on to Lee, and he he's doing amazing. And I've got two other little kids. You know, I've been around the block, and I've got one of six and one of sorry seven and five they are now and they're yeah and my wife's a hypnotherapist as well so we're a bit of a dynasty <laughs> i love it i love uh, it but the two little ones yeah we you know we yeah they're a little bit young at the moment we do you know certain word plays with them and that kind of thing yeah and it's, it's great yeah i always leave the listeners with something that they can do during the week and I just yeah. wonder if there's any little short self-hypnotizing trick or something that you coach clients to do to raise vibration in the moment when they when they need that. Yeah, well, a, a good thing to do if you're you know in the middle of your day and things are a bit stressy and you're you're struggling, you know, or even if you're you're okay, it's it's just worth resetting your mind in the middle of the day. So. If you can just take five or ten minutes, go somewhere quiet, and then get into your breath, close your eyes and start to breathe very slowly and very deeply in through your nose and out through your mouth. And just continue that for a couple of minutes and just clear your mind of all thought. Forget about any worries or cares. Just let your mind go blank and very still. And naturally when you do that, you'll drop down from the beta state down to the alpha state and in that state you could you know you start to recharge your mind and body because your body naturally goes limp and you start to relax and just doing that for five or ten minutes is like the equivalent of getting a couple of hours sleep at night 
it really does give you that boost and what you find is when you come back from that you start to get creative ideas and you can problem solve a little bit better so you know I'd say especially if you're struggling with something you're stressed and you know everything's a bit full-on in the middle of the day just take five or ten minutes to do that to breathe slowly and deeply and and what I'll do Lisa I'll send you a link that you can um, you know so the people listening to this and watching this can download um, and it's a 30-minute uh, hypnosis recording they can listen to just to get them relaxed but they're also within that is a guide to self-hypnosis so there's a short uh, five-page PDF where they can learn the technique to do that to, you know to get themselves in that relaxed state so that's something that I'd recommend you know in the middle of the day just to just to switch off and recharge, reset. One of the things that the, the Joy Schoolers know that I talk about are sort of repeated messages from the universe. So you are in recent months, like maybe the fourth or fifth person to, to give that precise guidance about shutting down for a few moments and the breathing. So I hope all you listeners are paying attention. The universe really wants you to do this. If you're not doing it yet, this is super important. This is like absolutely everybody who is super wise about these things is in agreement that this is something we need to build into our lives. And I love Love the um, the download suggestion. I will have a link wherever you got this uh, podcast, but also you can go to glennharold.com. That's two N's and two R's. Glenn Harold, right, with two N's and two R's. Yeah, sorry, that's it. Yeah, and you can good. get it there as well in case you you know aren't aren't handily where you can get the link that I will post with these recordings. I love yeah. this. I love this. So. Is there like a, a laundry list of the changes that you've personally been able to make within yourself and then like one that's just been the most meaningful shift that you can't imagine? Is, is it just the, the confidence piece, the worthiness? It all kind of boils down to one of those big buckets for most of us, right? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, kind of, yeah, the freedom, I suppose, you know, the freedom I've got now where, you know, yeah, just being, you know, from being in a place that was so stuck and so low vibrational and, you know, to being free from that, being free of those, you know, the struggles and the difficult patterns and and to be able to help other people. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people who've messaged me over the years that said, you know, they've become hypnotherapists themselves because they've, uh, you know, listened to my recording 20 years ago and it inspired them and they they've come out so I love that ripple effect you know that when you go out and you, you, you do or if you do some really good work and you start to change your life it has that effect on others and you know that's the that's the gift isn't it that's the great gift that others you know have changed in their lives and they'll go on and do the same you know and, and it is that great saying that when the student's ready the teacher will arrive and you said earlier on in this interview, it happened to you. You know, suddenly you got that download because you were ready. You were at the right point in your life and you were, and it happened. And it's so amazing when it does. And, you know, that's the thing. You've got to always keep the faith that these things will come along when you're ready. Yeah. And so just even if your circumstances are difficult and you're struggling, just keep working on yourself and, you know, trying to do things that raise your vibrational energy because that's never wasted that that effort and that energy will will bear fruit later on and it's not just for us it's not selfish like we were saying and you don't have to have a podcast or be hypnotizing people just being out in the world as your highest 
version of you, your higher vibration self, just ordering exactly. your sandwich at the deli, you're going to uplift the kid making your sandwich. You are going to touch everybody that you come in contact with when you are yeah. living from your higher vibration. And it is, and you get into the habit sometimes of just when you're out and about and you remember to flip into that. You know, you say nice things to people. You go into a store and you just pay someone a compliment or you're just nice and it can lift their day. You know, it's all those kind of things. You know, you do little things in your in your day that help to, you know, spread this goodness and this positivity in the world. And it is, it's, you know, it's a gift to be able to do that, you know, but it, it comes as part of the whole package when you're on the you're on the path you just step into that and, and it's it's great glenn do you continue to find specific things within yourself that you want to work on and then do you just devise a new hypnosis program for yourself and shift it that way <laughs> yeah i mean i'm a work in progress still you know i mean I've, I've, i'm so pleased with where i'm at but i'm under no illusions i'm i'm there you know it's, there's always things that come up in there you know you're always challenged as a human being there's always aspects of your shadow that will reveal them reveal themselves when the time's right and there's always opportunities to work but yeah I think um, whenever enough people write to me about a specific subject then I'll make a recording on that I don't tend to do it for myself so much because if ever I listen to the recordings I tend to think oh I could have said that better I could have done that better <laughs> yeah you know? I get that <laughs> so it's always about um, you know what people are asking me for and I'll make a recording based on that you know I mean an example I get a lot on PSTD at the moment mm. uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and so at, at some point I'm going to make a recording on that because it seems to be a, you know a need for it out in the world so yeah, it's um, it's just, you know, this opportunity is an amazing, this lifetime is an amazing opportunity to grow and to graduate almost, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, Hear that, y'all? He takes requests. Anything you want to be hypnotized for. <laughs> that's it. If it's, Tell us enough, some of the popular ones, though, so people have an idea what they can go to your audios to, to shift up. I know you've got them on, like, hundreds of subjects, it seems. Yeah, and I've got the, you know apps on on the app store that mm -hmm. I've got um, my, my two main apps have 140 um, hypnosis and meditation recordings inside them, um, and we've made like six titles free so they can listen to it for free before they you know choose the in apps, mm -hmm. um, and it is it's uh, it's a great way to uh, to put your stuff out there because you know people can try it you know and if they like it then they they don't they're already sold you know they're happy to buy uh, the in-apps and that so I could never do that hard sell thing you know where you try to convince people you're the best thing since sliced bread <laughs> I was never any good at that you know I much prefer it if it's the soft sell it just resonates much easier I think it's more effective that way yes yeah it's more authentic but so people can lose weight quit smoking quit drinking like what are what are some of the biggies that that people yeah, have really the, the, used the them for the biggest one is sleep Sleep. sleep is massive you mm. know so many because we're all on our devices too much and you know watching tv and it's not a natural state of affairs so you know people often struggle with that one you know big time they, they struggle to wind down and with hypnotherapy it's so good to help them do that because as soon as i start talking on my recordings you know especially uh, you know, you guys in America, th th this voice, it sounds different, you know, and, it, they, and so immediately <laughs> they're tuning into just that and then they're listening to the inflections and it, which sound a bit unfamiliar. <laughs> but then, you know, I go through, a, I go through five stages on the recording. So I go from an induction 
uh, so, sorry, an introduction to an induction to a deepening to a point where they're primed to take on board the suggestions. Uh, you know, on a lose weight recording, it would be a lot of that. You know, you'll feel much more motivated to eat healthily, to exercise. Um, and then at the end of it, it's either a, you know, a nighttime recording where they would drift off to sleep or um, an awakening recording in the daytime where I'd bring them back to full waking consciousness. And um, so it's a process I go through on the recordings. I, I kind of picked that up from seeing people one-to-one and transferred it over to, to that. And it is, it's uh, sleep is the big one, anxiety is big, um, addictions, I'm just working on an addiction series at the moment, um, you know, phobias, uh, stress-related issues, um, yeah, I've covered like 140 different types of recording. The ones that I work on now, you know, one of the, the recent recordings I've made is one called Awaken and Ascend, and that's got a really, um, you know, strong... Um, you know, guide to help them, you know, really focus on the the most important things in their life, which is this awakening process that we're all going through. We're all at different phases in that, um, and I th- because I think when you awaken, life, yeah, you know, doesn't necessarily transform, but you start to see the world through different eyes, and you do develop this natural compassion that comes with that, and kindness, and um, you know, and. And a, and a realization that you know your soul's made a contract with the divine to come into this world and to live a certain way and to fulfill a certain um, you know process of certain uh, yeah predestined way of living you know but because the world is designed in such a strange way and there's lots of control and manipulation we don't always find that path. So I love trying to get people onto that spiritual path, you know, their true, authentic path that, you know, connects them with their authentic self. Yeah, that's... Thank you for doing that work in the world. The world appreciates you. Yeah, well, it's, you know, you're you're doing the similar work, aren't you? It's it's so, you know, it's it's a calling, isn't it? It's a calling. When you, when you're on it and you get it, it's, you know, you think, wow, what a, I'm so pleased that I went through all that stuff to get to this point and you know now I'm able to help others through that that darkness and yeah it's it's a lovely lovely journey it is an amazing life you know in spite of the craziness in the world and that's the bottom line it's where we place our attention and we can place our attention on the crazy or we can place our attention on that world that you just so beautifully described it's available to all of us it is. Thank it you is. so much for spending this time with me, Glenn. I have absolutely loved this conversation. Listeners, your home play at the minimum will be to do that going into your your soul for those just little few moments each day, doing that breathing that Glenn described. And I encourage you as well to go to Glenn Harold 2 ns 2 rscom and get those free audios at the very least. Then pony up and get some of the juicier ones and get going. (laughs) Thank you, Lisa. It's been a real pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much. Love you. Have a beautiful week. You too. Take care. Joy comes in many flavors, but they all start with you being full on glorious you. If you'd like some personal love and support along your joy journey, find me at lisamickcourt.com. 
And as you do your joy this week, remember that you elevating your vibration elevates the vibration of everyone around you and ultimately elevates the vibration of all humanity. Thank you for being a valued member of the team that's bringing more love and joy into the world. We need you. See you next week for Do Joy, the Vibration Elevation Podcast. Much love. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.